Welcome to the Friday Night Review. I'm Albert Bogle, and we have uh, the the it, it's a three amigos tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the strip down yeah. back to basics. Back uh, to basics, just, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we, actually, the truth is, we were running out a bit of money, and uh, Dagen takes quite a lot of the budget, you know. So we had to. She's our her. star signing. So. Yeah, she's our star <laughs> signing. She, but she said, look, Kate, I can't keep on appearing for this kind of money. You'll need to up the money. So she's she's just as well Ian's off. cheap, eh? Just as... <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, brother? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So anyway, so that's where we are just now eh, at the moment. So like tonight we're going to eh, we thought what we would do is we would really do a kind of Friday night review of our website and they begin to just talk about some of the things that's on our site because so many people don't quite understand what it's actually first about. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you need to also come and look at our website, www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk. It is a treasure trove of so many different things, different media from blogs, to podcasts, to films, to service of worship, you know, poetry, everything's there for you to come on and have a look at. And the, and the, lots of stuff get lost. So what we're going to do is do a kind of, a, a, just look at some of the stuff that's around just now and highlight some of that tonight. And we also want you, if you're a, watching a, on Facebook tonight, you're part of the the, the live audience tonight, we'd love your comments and we'll try and pick them up every, every you know, 15, 20 minutes. We'll try and look over and see what people are saying and we'll try and give you a shout out. Is that okay? Let's see if we can make that happen tonight. So that's where we are. <laughs> if we don't get caught up in the discussion and we're not, we, we, we might ignore you on, on Facebook, we're very sorry if we do. <laughs> Oh, you mean it's going to be an actual review for once? <laughs> an actual review for once. Well, that is the plan. That remains to be seen. That remains. remains to be seen. I mean, if Jimison takes his usual 10, 15 minutes at the beginning... <laughs> gives us a tight 10. Gives us a tight... They don't really, actually, but never mind. Anyway, listen, guys. Just, just this... James, do you want to just... This uh, the film that's on the site. If you if you haven't seen it, it, it it's um, it's entitled um, "You're Not Alone." You are not alone. You are not alone. And uh, when we were putting that together, that idea for this film, do you want to just share a wee bit how it came about, James? Yeah, well, it's a really it's a lovely thing, and I think it's it's nice um, to start with this because it was a real collaborative thing with the Sanctuary First community. Um, so it was yourself, Albert, that had this original idea, thinking about the painter, and and uh, because in our service um, just there on Sunday we were thinking about sorrow. We're beginning this new theme, Man of Sorrows, taking that phrase from Isaiah fifty three. Um, um, and so we were thinking about sorrow and grief and about the kind of wordlessness of sorrow sometimes, that sense of the struggling to put things into words. And so we got thinking about painting and, and, and all the rest of it. And so um, you sort of planted that seed and I went away and had a little think, put a few mm -hmm. words together about this idea of imagining the person who is grieving standing before a painting, not sure where to start. And this sort of idea, and I'm sure Ian 
this will resonate with you as an artist and a, as a musician and it works you know across media but this sense of kind of having a desire to express something that isn't verbal um so it was a bit of a difficult task because i had to write something about not being able to write something uh, so that was a bit of a fine line but uh, i think we got there um and then that went over to jack jack Steele in the community um and he and jim uh jim Steele worked on how to bring this together for us visually and auditorily so um jim uh, uh had this music which was fantastic which set the atmosphere um and then uh, jack painted that picture um which you'll see on the website if you watch the film uh, which is very immersive and it's got all the colors so it's a time lapse and you see the the pictures begin with like a few brush strokes and then it it builds and builds um but it was just really nice to see how an idea over the course of a few days just grows um and you're left seeing something that isn't what you had originally planned it's it's this new thing um and that's often what happens when you um enter into a collaboration as you get something that's more than the sum of the parts that um, that go into it and certainly it was a it was a delight we used a version of it in the service a live version of it um and it was really um yeah it meant a lot to use it in the service and i think it resonated with people yeah because i think one of the things this this theme that we're working on this month is you know a man of sorrows a and a people of hope a we were trying to just connect with this idea that sorrow can be a, a long experience. And and so the painting was meant to have that, we, I mean, in a more arty forum, we would, James and I would have had the painting lasting 15 minutes, you know. You draw <laughs> Three hours, in. Albert, in <laughs> real time. <laughs> yeah, but, but you can't really do that in, in this kind of thing. But, but what we were trying to say is, look, these colours are bleeding in slow. It was meant, it, we, we were, our idea was just that sometimes sorrow is a long experience. And Ian, you'll know that yourself, that in your work, the people you come across, it, it is a long sorrow has a, not only does it break your heart sometimes, but it also breaks your body. And it's a, a, it's a long, long experience. Uh <clears throat> I think that's very true. I think um, it, people can be broken for a, an awful long time. Um, and sometimes it's realising when you're broken. And uh, sometimes it's important to remember, you know, where when, when, when you're at the other end of that, you know, um, to appreciate how that feels within you and, and how you, you go through the various stages um, of sorrow. And, and, and the other thing is it can come up and suddenly uh, just bite you, you know, the, the feeling of sorrow, but it, but it can, you know, something will trigger you. Um, or you, it could be a smell, um, it mm. could be a piece of music, mm -hmm. um, or something that you see in the street, or even something that somebody says to you. Um, or, or in my case, it's going to make you laugh. In my case, some a funny, a funny not a funny little meme, but a little meme that one of my friends posted in Facebook. Um, and it was just a simple four panel cartoon. You've probably all seen it. And it's this little dog and, and it's, it's a, a sweet wee dog and it's died and it's with its owner. And then there's the figure of death and the wee dog looks up at this figure and you see man and it says, was I a good boy? Oh. And then death, and then death, you see death's hand that's got a wee bag of treats in it. And this voice comes from death saying no. And then you see him walk into the distance in the last pain saying, you're the best boy. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. 
my and, heart my heart lifted lifted uh, there d- d- and d- i was so worried uh, about that dog. Uh, <laughs> i know i know but, but you know the, the way the weird thing was though that um that we i think we carry people's sorrow with us sometimes our own sorrow and other people's sorrow yes. um and that's what i mean by it can come up and bite us um, and have very, very, very powerful emotional reaction to something that is inherently just a dumb cartoon. Um, mm-hmm. It really kind of surprised me. And I thought, oh, well, um, do you know what I mean? You, we, we, we've dealt with it a lot recently and a lot of people mm-hmm. are dealing with it. And there's a lot of sadness around. Um, there is huge hope at the end of all of that sadness and at the end of it. And, and, and that's the that's one of the things about Christianity I think is that you know that at the end of your sorrow there's an understanding mm. or there's a reconciliation or there's just simply knowing that you were the best boy mm-hmm. do you know James you wrote a lovely piece <clears throat> this week uh, if we can maybe just look at what you you wrote some of the stuff you were writing this week but this this piece you entitled um, you entitled it honey for sorrow and um it's something about god's word that that when the when we're broken the honey is such a it, it's it's a soothing antibiotic but uh, you wrote the law well the, the psalm says psalm 19 says the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul reviving yourself you know when you're so broken and you've lost yourself and where will ever be you can be revived again your soul who you are can be revived again and the decrees of the lord are sure making wise the simple you know when you think i I don't understand anything about this (laughs) he makes you wise you know he gives you more wisdom than you could ever imagine making wise the simple the precepts of the lord are right rejoicing the heart here is the way you should walk in and then it goes on the commandments of the lord is clear enlightening the eyes you know giving you giving you sight to see that, that, that there's a way out of all this sorrow you know and a fear of the lord is pure enduring forever and the ordinance of the lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired are they than gold even than fine gold sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb and then you write this beautiful little poem it's lovely it's lovely honey gold spun from blossom to blossom soft catching light on breeze from seasons past a treasure found in amongst free flotum a year unfurled awakes breaking its fast small promises aloft upon wing beats reassuring us that life tastes of hope gently that bitterness is not complete a sweetness sharp affords a means to cope and just i think just getting the essence of all that that god's word <coughs> is, and i've been asking people this week you know in the connect groups mm. is there a piece of scripture it's like honey to you Oh, and I wonder if I could ask you and Ian that question tonight. Is there a piece of scripture that's that's like honey to you? Mm. Yeah, of all the things he did, um, 
could be written down, the whole world could not contain its pages. That's probably one of my favourite passages in the Bible um, because it just speaks to the fact that, you know, Christ was a real person and did so many, many, many things. And, and if, we were, if we were to know them all, as I say, the whole world couldn't contain its pages. But I think what we would find is harmony and fealty with these things. Um, and I think it would help us to understand ourselves better if we did know them all. Sometimes wish I did know them all, but but I don't. So that's one of my favourites. I just love it. It's just a great. We use it in a tune once, but it's 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 just a great. Well, do you know something, thing. Ian? The funny thing is, this Sunday we're going to actually be we're going to actually be playing that on the service on Sunday. Oh, no. Yeah, a bag of on shoes. Bit of uh, synergy there. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know together. that. You no, didn't know that. Know. No. Yeah. that's great. That's brilliant. I think for me, Albert, um, the the reading I always go back to is in, in Jeremiah with the seek the peace of the city uh, where I have sent you for in its peace. You know, you'll find your peace. And, and I think that sense of like really, I don't know, it just it makes me happy. You know, there's some there's something about that verse. I know it kind of seems maybe like the people are in exile and they're struggling and, and what have you. But there's just something about peace and well-being being found in other people and that sense of community and i'm quite a kind of urban person and and i just kind of like the idea of the what's possible between us what can blossom um when we seek one another's peace mm -hmm. um and just linking back to ian what you said before about um uh, sorrow biting you i think one of the things about sorrow and joy is that they take us off guard um and i think in this piece that's kind of what i was trying to go for with a little um so it's a sonnet so i was trying to yeah. uh, follow the, the, the sonnet syllables and everything and mm -hmm. and trying to go with that kind of nature route so as i say i'm an urban yeah. person but i decided to venture out into into the mm -hmm. bushes and kind of think of that moment where you are taken off guard and i think that's the thing about both sorrow and joy and about mm -hmm true words when you hear them you know from the bible and stuff and you hear something that's just true you know you just hear it and you think wow that's that's rooted me to the spot um so. that's that whole thing about a sweetness sharp for mm, yeah. a means to cope that that's the that's the line in that that just absolutely zings out to me uh because it just sounds so good to say it's yeah. just brilliant on the do you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of these things that's oh, absolutely you. brilliant, and 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 the there's there's this beautiful stillness at the end. But my heart stirred to areas unknown, falls to the letter, sweet honeycomb. That's just brilliant, man. Well, it's one of the great things about a sonnet. Like I say, give it a go because with mm. that sort of structure, when you're kind of a mm -hmm. b a c whatever you know with the with the rhymes, and then you get that real round yeah. off you know you could say almost yeah. anything at the end but you've mm. like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah but um, it does it took yeah. it took several rewrites like you'll you'll have seen in the week that i um <clears throat> i've tried one for tomorrow as well a different mm. kind of poem structure and it is it does make you have to do a lot of rewriting because you have an idea and then realize it just will not fit um mm. but it's good because sometimes then where you end up is better than what you might have settled for mm. to begin with. So. Can I, I, say, some, so. can I yeah. say some folks are, are looking in tonight and making some comments? Oh yeah, and it's good that we've got a we've got Mary, a, we've got a Marion, and we've got Ian Henderson, Marion Murray looking in, and a, we also have Liz McDonald watching us from Australia, and with Paul Good, 
And uh, Tom Armstrong says that he's commenting on Sanctuary First. He said, I would describe the site, Sanctuary First site, as an Aladdin's cave. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is a bit like that, Tom. Thank you for saying oh, that and sharing that kind. with us. You know, it is a bit like an Aladdin's cave. But here we are. Um, more, more of stuff you've been writing this week. Uh, I was uh, really struck with the other piece. Um, got me thinking. The ballad of the money-eyed, the the money-eyed man. man. <gasps> or the, or is it, is it the mon-eyed man? Well, maybe I suppose I hadn't thought of that. Maybe, maybe he's got uh, dollar signs in his eyes, you know, like yeah. in the cartoons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did you see this one, Ian? Yes, I did. Um, I, I did actually. Um, it, it was like a, it was like a picture. It, it was a different style <laughs> altogether, James. But wow, it really was. There, there was, yeah. I mean, there's ever, there's everything. There's everything in it. But, Do you want to describe but, this here in a wee bit for people just those well, listening well, in? Yeah, I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, again, I, I know we, we sometimes read, read some of the stuff, but this does bear reading. Um, I hope you don't mind me uh, destroying your words here, James. <laughs> Not at all. Um, he crosses the square doves in hand, selling pardon and hope. They're draining in debt and tears, but he's got a periscope. Give him just a handful of coins and he will bellow and bray. Instant absolving guaranteed, but you will have to pay. Time to cough up your sins and cash, blood and feathers flurry, but you'll be back before you know, so don't be in a hurry. He scavenges among sorrow, a commerce and despair. The forlorn, the lost, broken ones pay him the highest fare. Then the cage breaks and the spell, flying birds bursting forth. Dull coins scattered across the square. A day changes its course. He tries in vain to catch the birds, grasping the soar higher. Then ageless eyes meet his, blazing, calling him a liar. This is my father's house, you can. I see what you have done, trading misery and pain. Yes, you'd better run. The moneyed man flees empty-handed. Stranger stays and weeps amid the commotion and noise. And that night, neither sleeps. And then there's a wee prayer. Move us out of complacency and complicity and stir us to care. It's powerful. We have some comments from also those who are listening <clears throat> in tonight. Just uh, your, your feeling about, as you've heard that being read, uh, what, what, how did you feel about that? But wow. I love it's, that. Do you know that song, uh, Run On? There was like Johnny Cash did the, the version, oh, yeah. God's Gonna Cut You Down. Yeah, you'd God better run on, you'd better run on. And there is something quite cool about going into a different mode and imagining Jesus saying, I mean, maybe it's a bit of poetic license, but the idea no. of Jesus saying, you'd better run. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. quite cathartic. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, but, I th but you see, it's one of these things, again, uh, uh, that, that I love that's that little license of extemporization that we're allowed, you know, that little license of, you know, what, what would Jesus actually have said? And I mean, what Jesus would have said would have been the right thing, you know, to, to whoever he dealt with, it would have been the right thing. Um, and, but that's brilliant. I love that. This is my father's house. You've can I see you've done trading in misery and pain. Yes, you'd better run. 
assets. Who, who are the people today who are trading in misery and pain? You know, yeah. you know, uh, you know that kind the, of payday uh, lenders and yeah, exactly. you know, the, these exorbitant rates of interest and uh, yeah, we are uh, buying who are getting getting fed into addictions to to solve issues, sorrow that's in their own lives. You know, the, 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 the quick fix, man, you know, here, this will fix it for a moment, but it doesn't, you know. Yeah, I, th I think it goes further than that, though. I think it also speaks to where it benefits that other person, you know, where, where, they, where, where they become the beneficiaries. They, they become like a robber, um, uh, but the robber just sells you lies. Um, I mean, you could definitely talk about addiction in this context from the point of view of dealing drugs. Um, you know that you're you're really selling a lie, um, but you, you know. So, so I, I I think that th these these are the people. I mean, it's not just. I mean, sometimes I don't know, pay, pay the lenders and stuff. I think you also you always have to think behind people's motives. But it's the folk that will phone folk up and con them, you know, or or the person that will come around to do some old lady's driveway and charge her every bit of money she has in the world. See that uh, kind of stuff. Here's the other question: Do you think Jesus? We speak to the church today. What bits of the church today in our church life are we trading in people's misery? Are we selling cheap grace? You know, this whole area of us, you know, the, the, you know, we need to engage with some of the stuff that, that, that maybe is Jesus is saying, my house is meant to be a house of prayer. Absolutely, no, because it is, it's very much in terms of the passage about that that mixing uh, of worlds, you know, and taking advantage of people who yeah. have particularly become I mean, vulnerable not, in that place. Not, not, not to, not to um, name any names, but I, I do recall um, we were in a part of the world as a band. <laughs> and in that part of the world, they had uh, some very large uh, church institutions and in this part of the world, to be part of that church and to feel part of that church, you had to wear the church T-shirt and, and wear the church jeans and play all the church's music and buy all the church's music um, and keep that whole industry moving. That's why, and they, would remember, just, that's why they wouldn't buy our music. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong jeans, clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, the jeans weren't maybe tight enough. But anyway... But, yeah. but but I think though we we kind of re reflected on that a little bit about how different that was from church as we had known it to be, which mm -hmm. is not to say, by the way, that these things don't start off from a genuine place. Mm -hmm. But I think mm -hmm. there are corrupting influences out there where it becomes about it, it becomes more about the presentation than what you're actually talking about. It becomes more about the medium than actually the message behind it. And the message can get lost, and that in a way is trading on, you know, on on misery. And you know, you, you get you get the people, the the, the sort of the tele evangelist crew. Um, you know, the Lord wants me to have a flash car. In my case, the Lord does actually want me to have a flash car. But <laughs> <laughs> you're the exception that uh, proves the rule, Ian. <laughs> exactly, it's going to be the exception to every rule, but. You know, the, but there is that whole thing about, you know, the, the, the Lord wants you to give to this and, and it goes into other people's pockets, you know, and, and sometimes church doesn't do what church is meant to do. And I, th and, and I, and I you know, admit to sometimes feeling part of that as well, you know, about church building that, 
that I belong to. You know, I know perfectly well it should be opened up for this, that, and the next thing once we're out of lockdown. Um, but, you know, there's that little part of me thinks, oh, but what if that gets wrecked or that gets wrecked? And I think Jesus would say to me, look, you'd better run. This is here <laughs> for the people. Get your head together, Jameson. Get it on straight and get the work done. Get the work <laughs> of the kingdom done. Amen. And, and you know what, man? You, sometimes we just need to listen to that. We we, we need to listen to, to what Jesus is saying. Um, and I think that's partly what Jesus was saying to, to the money lenders was, mm. going to just remember what you're all about. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, we're moving on. We're doing a review here of the whole site. But there's one more I just wanted to pick up tonight. Uh, and it was the very first one you wrote this week, James, uh, on Sunday. And... Uh, you just talk about, um, at, oh gosh, that was one sunshine. I wish you hadn't written that. <laughs> what were you saying? No, I'm just saying. I wish. I wish you hadn't written that. <laughs> um, I honestly, I just went. It's absolutely brilliant. So anybody who hasn't read um, Sunday the seventh, um, meditation and. Um, you know, the, the prayer and all that went with it. Um, it it's absolutely brilliant, but um, it's really, it, you know, it's just really difficult. And it's really difficult for me even to read it again because the, the Proclaimer song, Sunshine and Leaf, which was, I think, where the title came from, James, that would be right. Uh -huh. um, I mean, it's played at a lot of funerals. It played at one of my friends' funeral. Um, and... Uh, Every time I hear that song, uh, you know, I'm I'm right back there. But, I mean, there, there's a reason the Proclaimers are Christian guys, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that That's an incredible bit of, bit of work, that actually, the sorrow. But I, th I think it's it's also about... I think it's about we can get to... some kind of hope here, isn't it? Yes, it, 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 is, it is hope, but it's also that openness with God and that... Um, that reflection with God to allow the Holy Spirit to come down and touch us. You know, it's that repeating, you know, my heart was broken, right? There's nothing else to say. My heart was broken. That's it. You don't have to embellish it. You don't have to say clever words. You don't have to make up lots of big stuff. My heart was broken. And then all you can say is sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. And in amongst that is where Christ comes down mm. and God comes in. Mm. And felt begins to fill that hole, um, but yeah. I don't. But I, and that's the power of it. The power of that thing is that we we're in that moment. We're communing with God, and we're seeing what's really on our on our minds. And that is, my heart was broken. Yeah, sorrow. It's such a beautiful song, and oh, and, and I think that daps into something um, about just the. I don't know, that's just so honest and clear. And as you say, it's just sometimes there isn't anything else to say. And that's why I was kind of keen to, um, I was saying to Albert before when I was writing that piece, the song just kept being in my head. I just couldn't mm -hmm. couldn't get out of my head um, with the theme about sorrow. And so that's mm -hmm. why essentially that's just the prayer because that's sometimes oh, you know? what we do. We come to God mm -hmm. and that's all we can say. You know, on yeah. Sunday, and Sunday again, we're blessed. We're blessed with the community we've got in Sanctuary First. It's it's a growing community of really gifted people who are engaging and giving, not just people who are consuming from what's on the site, but giving. 
And uh, Fiona Maddox is someone I've known for a long time. And in our discussion on, on Monday night, in a live discussion, we ended up talking about this song. And uh, it's actually a favorite song of, of, of Fiona's family, but she actually put a lovely version down and sent it through to me. It's oh, beautiful. Wow. It's absolutely beautiful, Ian. And so she's re, re, rejigged it a little bit for Sunday. So hopefully, and I see that Fiona's on just now, and she says, the song comes back to thank, with, she says, the song comes back to thankfulness in the chorus. Maybe that's the key. And uh, so, so, but she sang a lovely version of it, which we'll hear in the service on Sunday. So thank you, Fiona, for doing that. But it, it is again, like, as we share these things, then just as our film, we're talking earlier on about, about being collaborative and bringing things together. So our songs and our sharing of God's word and our sharing of our experiences can then be fed back into Sanctuary First and shared with others. I think it's just mm -hmm. a lovely link there for us tonight. Definitely, I think I think this I think this the circle goes go, goes around. But yeah. I, I I mean I do think that's where 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 God lives, and and, and it's true what you say, what you say by the way in the uh, you know in the bit that goes beforehand the explanation. Um, you know I think you say um, you know. But sorrow in its heart, sore heaviness can also be a marker of hope. There's dignity in sorrow and affirmation that you're alive. I mean, mm. absolutely, you are alive when these things, you know, when, when you're in that space, um, you know that you're alive. Um, but the thing is, God also knows that you're alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I'm wondering if we could, for those of you who have just joined us, we're doing a review of Sanctuary First. We're looking at the website and just doing a quick uh, survey of what's up there and just chatting about various things. And we come to the next bit, which we need to realise that as men, we are not completely qualified to talk about this. So but we're allowed to in some ways because uh, we're going to just have a, a brief discussion, a wee brief discussion about the time of the month episode uh, that, which is a, a new podcast which Linda Pollock and Laura Dygan, the highly paid member of the actually first team, our star signing, our star yeah. signing, yeah. who can't be with us tonight, but uh, but she uh, she and, and and Linda have been putting together a, a, a podcast for with, with a, a, an interest in women's issues, but very open and inclusive and inviting men to participate and to think because sometimes it's good for men and women to listen to one another eh, from their perspective. And I just think mm. this is an interesting podcast because she's talking about, they talk about Delilah and they're talking about just how sometimes Delilah gets a, gets a bad reputation and they're, re, they're, they're kind of rehabilitating Delilah and they maybe challenging Samson, the strong man, Maybe he's not as strong as he makes out to be. So if you get a chance, listen to that podcast because it's well worth looking mm, at. Mm. But do you know what? It has got a relevance for us this week with Sarah Everard losing her life and the whole area being brought up, the topic being brought up on Facebook. And it's been <coughs> brought up in a lot of places where our women folks often feel afraid to walk the streets at night. 
think that's outrageous. I mean, I think it's a challenge to men, actually, that with sons, we've got to teach them to be better than that. Um, I've got, I'm lucky, I'm very blessed and lucky enough, not only have I got a lovely wife, but I've got some good female friends um, and younger female friends who give me a kind of perspective on what life is like for them. And the kinds of things that happen to them on a, you know, if they go for a night out, for example, you know, men will just come up to them and just grab them. What's that all about? If somebody mm-hmm. came up to you in a bar, you'd punch them in the face if they just grabbed you. But, you know, this happens to women on a, on a regular basis. And I have to say, because I would never do that, it hadn't really occurred to me that it goes on. Do you know, it hadn't, mm. those things hadn't occurred to me. And I think men have got a responsibility to teach their sons um, better, um, to treat women better and to treat women with the respect that they deserve. Mm. And, and that's really what it's about. It's about respect. I mean, I think even women are saying, we're, we're not looking for, we're not looking for, we're not looking to be treated like China dolls. We just want to be treated as human beings, as normal human beings would be treated. You know, it's it's Absolutely. as frank as that, isn't it? It's Absolutely. I mean, it's it's truly horrifying to hear, and when when there's um, uh, surveys, you know, about just the, the the number, sheer number of women who've who've experienced these things, and I think it's very important that as men, uh, we make sure that we're listening to women. Um, and listening to one another, you know, because there's probably signs and and, and um, things that we could do more to pick up on, you know, in terms of behaviour and kind of male societies, male groups, you know, and communities and kind of actually be much more sensitive and, um, as you say, see this as a real human concern um, that, that all humans should be treated equally and not um, to kind of disregard or diminish this kind of issue or think that we have an answer for, for all of these things, but actually to make sure that we're humble and, and show humility and really listen to women who've, who've had to go through these horrible things and, um, and learn from their experience. Yeah, so... So I feel as though going through this tonight it helps us to just flag out the issues that need to be talked about. And even within the life of churches and within the life of the church, um, you know, the place of women has often sometimes been, uh, been discarded as though men are, are the key areas. And, you know, when you start looking at the scriptures, Jesus didn't see it that way, you know. The, Not at all. The, the first person he wanted, he, he appeared to was Mary. You know, and Mary was the first bearer of the good news, you know, and he trusted Mary with the good news. And there's know, that and really interesting angle, isn't there, Albert? It is such how, an interesting angle. No, but just, I was just going to say that um, some of the people that were financing um, Jesus's early ministry were women. And I think it's kind of interesting, that sort of countercultural angle that, you know, uh, he was perhaps appealing and his message was appealing to women who, <laughs> who otherwise weren't able to participate in kind of public life. And here was someone who was treating them as a valid human being with integrity that had something to say. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to link back just to the podcast that Laura and Linda do because in their blurb at the start, um, just to sort of sum it up for people, they say, each month Laura and Linda welcome a guest to discuss the women of the Bible, the well-known women, the loved women, the unnamed women, and the forgotten women. And then they also go on to say how they'll discuss issues, um, other issues facing women today. But I think that point about being unnamed and forgotten is really important because so many of the women in the Bible haven't... um, uh, haven't been named even, um, which, mm. which speaks volumes. I, I think it speaks about a kind of patriarchal society and the fact that, that you know, it, it was kind of like men 
you know, were, were in charge and ran the show for, for, for too long, quite frankly. There's a beautiful song if you get the if you ever get the chance to um to listen to it called Women of the World. Um and it goes, Women of the World take over. And if you don't, the world will come to an end and it won't be long. And that's the song, and it just goes on like that for ages. Wow. But you it's know, so it's such a true thing. I was going to tell a wee story about women very, very, very quickly, if you don't mind, okay. just so that I get pelters on Facebook. Um, so anyway, um, Joanne, my long-suffering wife, uh, Joanne was unwell a couple of years ago, right? And she went into hospital, right? And um, I always thought, I always think of myself as a perfectly reconstructed male who understands the role of women in the world and is entirely, you know, we're equality in our household. Um, Joanne was in hospital for 40 hours and the boys and I went feral about that thing and uh, we lived uh, from pizza at about one o'clock in the morning uh, and drank beer and talked about how their mum was doing and then by the third day I turned around to one of my sons and said look who cleans the toilets around here <laughs> I mean honestly it was just it was terrible and people were lovely and they sent Joanne lots of flowers and all that kind of stuff so the place started to look like a jungle and um, by the Thursday of that week, I thought, you know, we can't keep living on takeouts. We've got to have something that's sustainable. So, you know, so I made a home cooked meal. And I was like really proud of myself that I'd make this. This is not that I don't cook, I do cook. But I'd cook this home cooked meal and the boys all ate it because they were made to eat it. They didn't get a choice like their mum gives them. You know, they got like, this is what you're having, have it. So they had it, right? Anyway, Sunday comes along, Joanne's still in hospital. And I've got the Sunday to myself. I'm not on call or anything like that. And what I do is I decide I'll cook three meals because that means that we can have a home-cooked meal in three days that week. And I think what I'll do is I'll maybe freeze one. And I actually thought thought this thought to myself. I thought, I'll need to tell Joanne about this because this is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> like this fantastic idea had just fallen from the sky, Ian. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, wow. Oh, why did, why did you never think of this before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can I just say, talking about um, women of the world uniting, <clears throat> and then we'll, we'll move on to another topic. But um, one of the things that I've discovered uh, with the work of the Vine Trust is that um, there's a group of women that we work with in Tanzania, the Tanzanian Women's Research Organization. And they're an amazing group of women that make things happen. And they, you know, they are so organized and uh, so many things happen in the developing world because of the, the ability of women to work together and to work in harmony and collaborate together. And, they, and, and, and that's, that's, you know, it's just a comment, don't want to make about that, but it's so important that they're, they're they're the, the glue that holds many of us. But they are the glue that holds many of us. Yeah, women of the world take over, man. That's, you know, seriously. <laughs> you know, but anyway, that and that's not to be. We need to watch. We're not patronising because that's not what it's meant to be. But that anyway, that's just a comment. That's uh, because we will. Mm -hmm. If we get get that wrong, we'll get it wrong. But anyway, we're just men. <laughs> if we can get things wrong. Anyway, <laughs> moving into the next area, we want to talk about is this area of um, a discussion around coming up for Easter, 
uh, in the site. There is quite a lot of interesting areas that people could use for their own um, spiritual growth over the Easter period and over this Lenten period. And in Good Friday, there's a there's a there's a a Good Friday labyrinth. I don't know if anybody's ever looked at that. Have you looked at that, James, at all? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my apologies. I was currently in in the space of the website. I was at Sanctuary First forward slash resources, and uh, there's a number of different resources, and uh, the one that Albert's referring to there is the Good Friday Labyrinth. Um, and so that's a series of, it's 12 videos, and they're all uh, quite short, aren't they? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, when did they go back to again, Albert? When were they, they, they put together? They really, they, they, these were... Ray, Ray Manger, who's actually on on our yeah, our engineer tonight, yeah, always our engineer that keeps the technical things going. But this is partly Ray's um, Ray's vision that she's worked on uh, when when I was minister in St Andrews Bowness, and Ray would set out this amazing uh, labyrinth uh, with basically hundreds of of tea lights, and take people on a journey, and then she would have little like stations of the cross but contemporary versions of the cross stations of the cross that people would interact with and it's really very very powerful and uh, mm -hmm. but you can still do it just on your headphones just listening to it you can download it and you can listen to it as a a, a resource and well worth listening to and maggie lane narrates it and there's music along with it it's really worth listening beautiful it's great, isn't it, to have stuff that's um, encouraging you to interact and engage with this in a sensory way. Um, and even, as you say, if you, even if you're just listening or watching something, um, you can still, there's a kind of vividness to it. You know, we, we were kind of saying tonight about this idea of painting a picture. So we began with um, Jack's painting, you know, talking about that. Um, video that we'd put together but we were kind of saying throughout you know whether it's podcasts or blogs or videos or meditations like this it's how can we paint a picture um, and how can we um, yeah sort of sort of get something across in a different way um, and so this is a great example of um, yeah just sort of encouraging us to think in a new way uh, to enter the picture. Mm -hmm. Can I just say um, Ian you might be interesting is it Marianne Coates says, wow, know, just, what I a great idea, Ian. That. You must have felt so good. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Fiona comments and says, we maybe are in charge, but you just don't know it. That's that's actually kind of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even kind of the truth, it is the truth. And I think sometimes we're that's pretty brilliant. glad you're in charge. I <clears throat> sure, for sure. Um, Ian, you could do a cookbook <laughs> with those insights. It would be like a, find Just Eat on your phone <laughs> and press them. Very short book. There is another site. There's another area on the site I'd like to move on to for, just to draw people's attention to it. It's a site. It's the area entitled, um, what's it entitled now? Encourage Me. Encourage Me, yeah. Um, it's at the top, support and encouragement. And uh, if you go down to encourage me, there's new to faith. We're still working on that bit of the site. But um, in, in the encourage me site, there's just so much there to talk about. Um, like, so looking at a calling and vocation, somebody being called to 
a particular way of, of to, in service as a Christian, feeling abandoned, feeling drained, feeling overwhelmed, letting go, messing, messing up, shame, pain and loss, uh, when I'm weary, um, I need guidance for my life, I need to feel God's peace, when I want to give thanks and work, stress and pressure. So mm. there's a lot there um, that some key things that I think people maybe need to sometimes talk about. I think I think it's a it's quite important actually, and and I think it was the Gideon's guys when the Gideon's Bible, um, at the end of Gideon's Bible, we used to find in all hotel rooms in this country, and I don't think anymore, but we used to find them in all the hotel rooms, um, and at the back would be where to find help when, yeah, um, and they would have uh, you know links to different verses and what have you, uh, for people to read, and and actually I think that's actually quite an important an important thing I would re- if there's one thing I would really encourage people to do I mean all the stuff I'd encourage you to do but definitely you know go and go and visit that bit of the site I think that's really important um because the bible get everything to say about everything really yeah it's a part of the site we would like to develop more um we think that there's a real um area that we could develop more um you know that um we'd like to put more videos on as well on that site but the kind of if you look at the going to the bereavement section, there's a little talk about bereavement, and then there's a short video that I put together, and they, but but then there's scripture readings as well. But mm. I think that's more there's more opportunities to do more, and that's an area. Ian, I was thinking, hoping that maybe as a professional, at some points you might uh, help us to look at that site, that part of the site, and uh, there might be other professionals looking in as well that you could help us to um, make a better job of this and sort of just keep it up to date and keep it fresh. Yes, because the the idea of the, um, you know, encourage me section is that it's more static content. So hopefully not completely static, but it's more it's perennial issues that we face. Um, so as opposed to the the daily worship that comes and goes of the different themes, these are kind of timeless ideas that, that resonate. But I think there's a real room to... Um, expand it and to think as well about audio you know and and, and listening because i think sometimes when when talking about these issues it can be really helpful to hear these words being said um to you there's a there's a lovely piece um called messing up um about messing up uh, which is written by somebody called ian ian jameson um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's, he's quite good. He's quite good, and um, yeah, and it's about this idea that we can all fail, we can all mess up, um, mm. but but you know we can hit rock bottom. But there's there's more, there's more that we can do, um, and uh, so I'd recommend that piece. But it's a really, it's 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 a it's a lovely thing, and I think it's something like you say, Albert, that we would like to develop further. Um, to think maybe about you know we we had a couple more pieces added recently, one on redundancy and uh one on separation anxiety so these are obviously both both uh, post-covid um, um and i think given the sort of churning that's been going on in our emotional lives in the last year um i think there's um need for more of this kind of thing so i think we do need to make more of it yeah mm. and i think for instance that that lovely little <laughs> film that the, the the painting that we've put in that um, poem that you've put together this week it's the kind of thing we, we, we hope that we can reallocate and re-slot re into an area like that of the site 
where again it 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 can be used more and get 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 a greater value because this part of the site is actually a, from the analytics it's actually one of the most popular bits of the site that people go to especially when people come at the beginning come in often they're coming in and, and they're looking for some support and help and that gives them that mm -hmm. you know so it's interesting well, that's a good one. The other area of the site that we thought we could just have a, a short discussion about tonight is uh, we've we've been working on the music section of the site, and and a, a great amount of thanks to to Jim Steele and his team on the Friday night jams the, the Friday afternoon jam session, because he's been bringing in different musicians who have been offering us pieces that we can then use on a Sunday at the service. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get a, a Fiona's version of, a, of of Sunshine and Leith on the site, and maybe more stuff from 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 the Fiona as well. But uh, the, it's building up this repertoire now of musicians and music. It's just so important. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's what I think that's what's nice about um, a lot of the music that you hear. It's it's. Um, kind of straight from the gut and straight from the heart. And that's really nice to see. Um, but it's also well done, you know, so you've got people doing things well, uh, but they're not doing them in a kind of uh, record company signed off way, um, you know, which is how you get an awful lot of content online. It kind of looks as if it's in somebody's home, but it's actually not. It's kind of record company signed off on that one. That's the 27th version of that song they've played. Um, do you know, and, and I think that the fresh, there's a freshness about it, I think, that that you can um, that you can't capture when it's the kind of for public release, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but but at the same time, though, I think there's a place for that as well. I think there's a place for the, you know, for, for the, the, the professionally produced video and the professionally produced studio um, version of songs as well. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about music is, though, that music says a lot just by the dint of being it um, and the fact that it drags you know it drives your emotions and and engages you and engage I mean physiologically what's happening is it's engaging a different part of your brain um, and that's quite helpful because God wants to communicate with all bits of your brain not just your analytic brain um, but your emotional centers as well mm. uh, and it's also really useful um, if you're suffering from traumatic things um, I think it's useful sometimes a song will just suddenly speak to you and and it will resonate with you um, and the songwriter will say something they didn't mean that means everything to you or that you'll sing away and, and you'll have made it yours and that to me is like the miracle of music is that something you wrote about something completely different um, when somebody else will talk to you about your song or whatever um, and what they've taken from it really wasn't what you were writing about at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's been taken and changed. And I think that's how God works in Christian music. I think God will often I want to speak to somebody through a song or a psalm uh, or one of the verses that we read on, um, you know, the, the Sanctuary First Daily Prayer. Um, I think it transforms, it's a transformational thing to it. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lovely song. I mean, just just there's just, there's just so many different people on the site. But um, on Sunday we've got a, a Apron Sharon from India, and uh, she's reading the scriptures for us. She's a lovely uh, young musician, a firebrand for the Lord. But uh, she's just reading a scripture for us on Sunday. But she, you know. We sent her a, a, a just in the summer last summer we sent her a, a a suggestion. Could you could you give us a cover of this song? She'd never really sung it before. She learned it and then she then she sang it in Tamil as well as in English. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's my shepherd in Tamil is beautiful. It you know, is, if you it's, get, it's a lovely, lovely recording. It's so nice. You know, uh, and it's back to what you're saying, Ian. It's quality stuff, but it's not polished in the sense for. A, a recording studio but yeah. you listen to it and you're going to be blessed by it. it's like some of the stuff you've been doing for us as well in the studio just you know going for it and just saying it's an honest endeavor that's it you know i'm not trying yeah. to polish it that's it you yeah know? you've i think you've got to do that i think for certain things um you've you've got to just do that and sometimes you never really particularly when you're writing um, a piece of music or, and, and I think in the Christian sphere, it is, it is a little different. And I'm sure, um, you know, a lot of the artists that are currently on um, Sanctuary First roster would agree with me on this, um, that sometimes songs just are given to us. You know, that we don't, mm. we don't write them. There's the active art of writing. Uh, I mean, lots of us can do the active art of writing, sitting in a writer's room and write. But there's that thing where that where the song is given to you, and that that these are always almost always the very best songs that we do, um, and I think sometimes the early cut, the early version of those songs, is the the thing that really really works. You know, that's it's got what the heart of it is in it, mm. and and I just I, I just love to hear that. In so far as I love to hear the studio stuff and all the bells and whistles and I love that too. There's mm. just something about that very early version. Um, and There's you'll something remember, there, yeah. Ian, about the chemistry, um, just in terms of what you're saying, the chemistry of where you as the kind of artist meets the song and there's just that little reaction that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ian, you, you, you don't know this yet, but you've been very interested in this. <clears throat> this week, I came across... Uh, the I came across a couple of our first albums. Oh no! The Last Lighter <laughs> and Run Scared No More. And uh, I was listening to them, you know. And I, I've, I've asked Jack if he wants to digital, you know, digital, digitize them, digitize <laughs> them. Yes. And uh, but the interesting thing is exactly what you're saying there. There, there was a. Fr- some of these songs we've sung them for years and years and years, and we probably not, I've never listened to these tapes for ever. No, I don't. I never listened to our work once. Go back and never. listen to stuff again and go. There was a freshness about it. There's something, you know, you were excited about it. It was something. It was, you know, you, it, yeah, exactly what you're saying. And mm. I, and I suppose we need to get back to that kind of thing when it comes to sharing our faith. You know, if we can get back to the freshness of the new thing that God is doing in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why you and I, people have said to us, oh, why don't you record that album again and do it different? And we've said to ourselves, no, we've got new stuff to do. We don't need to yeah. go back over the old stuff. Yeah. We, we want to do new stuff. 
But no. it's the same with our spiritual lives. You know, people want to talk about what happened in the past in their lives. But what's more important is your testimony of what Christ is doing, where you are now, mm. even if it's in the difficult times. That's mm. more valid sometimes than, than trying to talk about what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, very much so, as you say, that, 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 that there, there's a kind of, there's an energy in all of that that's, that, that's really uh, quite quite special and quite amazing. Um, I, what a, yeah, I think about a lot of our songs. I think one thing I would say, and you're quite right, it's about doing a new thing. And that was that was all that was Jesus, wasn't it? You know, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Um, and so doing a new thing is so magical and such such a good thing. Um, but sometimes we can rediscover um some of our ourselves when we recreate some things of the past. Now, what I'm referring to is that one of the very first songs that I ever recorded with Albert ever was a song called, um, oh, what's the one? I looked at the earth and there was a way. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Spirit of the Lord, right. Okay, so Spirit of the Lord. Really interesting little little tune, um, interesting lyric and all the rest of it. But Albert and I rehearsed that a couple of years back for the Edinburgh Festival when we were playing. And... We hadn't played it for years. And there was a reason for that. The reason for that was this, that every time we would play it live, without exception, there's a gap between when the band plays and then the singer comes in, right? Now, Albert never got it right. Now, you would think in the long averages over maybe two or three hundred concerts, he would get it right once, just once, just once. But no, (laughs) never. Actually, consistently never. So much so, but that was okay because I was being in vocal band and we're good with that. Um, but what was so fascinating, so interesting is all these years later, we're rehearsing for a completely different gig. And I say to Albert, listen, I've been revoicing the chords in that song slightly. I just really came to me this morning. What do you think if we'll try it? And do you know what? It's never gone it wrong since. <laughs> and and do you know what? I've, I find I, I really love that song now. You know, and it used to be the bane of my life. But at times in the set list, you'd see it come up and I'd be like, no, please. No, 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 not this one. <laughs> and now I, I just love it. I just absolutely love it. So, well, thing, guys, we're moving on, we're going to say one final bit. It's coming on to, uh, we've done a review of the, we've done pretty well tonight. We've covered a lot of ground. So one other area is some of the short films that we make. And Ray Manger has been often the, the the one who's filmed the stuff and edited some of the short films uh, and uh, again there's one one that, that we did a few years back called missing and it's worth looking at uh, if you go into the site and go into videos and just type in missing on the and it will come up and it's a, it's a story about really a detective back a kind of modern day version of of a what would the police make of a of Jesus of Nazareth rising from the dead and looking for the body and uh, and that's what it's about but it's interesting to have a look at that but it's a, a again something that you could pass around friends and get them just to look at and that it's a short it's about eight minutes or ten minutes at the most but it's the kind of thing you can say to people have a look at this have a look at this and leading up to a, a Easter getting people to think about what mm. the real story of Easter is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, and there's one wee bit in it where the it's Mary Magdalene's being a, a interviewed by a detective, and the and you know he's saying why what is it that attracted to this man, and she just says it's because he talked our language, and he spoke to us about the things that really mattered to us. And he made us know that God loves us and God's interested in us. And that's what drew us to Jesus of Nazareth. Aye, and he said to the people that take advantage of other people and stamp all over them and keep things to themselves, he said, aye, and you'd better run. (laughs) What a great way to finish the podcast. Right on 10 o'clock Listen, a huge thank you to everyone who's been looking in tonight. Uh, to, to Tom Armstrong, to Jimmy Somerville, to Fiona Maddox, to Heather Corbett, to Marion Murray. Uh, and, um, and, and in fact, Fiona says she's sure she's recorded Man of Sorrows, a new version. So maybe, maybe we could hear that, uh, get that over to us uh, so as we can use it before this theme goes out, is, uh, because we've got, we've got this theme for the rest of the month. So That's if you right, can get so. that version over to us, we can maybe use it. Yeah, in one of our services. Yeah. So listen, thank you to everyone for being part of our, our uh, sharing in our, our podcast tonight. And uh, to you, Ian, for joining us, and to James Cathcart, and to uh, Ray Manger behind the scenes uh, doing all the technical stuff to make it all happen. Uh, what have we got coming up tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning, I'm on the early morning prayers. Uh, Laura Dagen, just, she ran out of her, you know what I mean? Just When did we get more. the cash back? To pay Is there me? not even enough money for that album? Not enough yeah. money for that, so I'm doing oh, early dear. morning prayers in the morning. Oh, and on Sunday, <laughs> but she's back on Monday again, you'll be oh, glad to hear. Uh, and uh, Sunday service, three o'clock. And uh, we've got, hopefully we'll have uh, a Fiona Maddox version of, uh, of Sorrow. And we've got Sharon in India, and we've also got Liz McDonald reading from Australia. So we've got a good mix of people being part of the service on Sunday at three o'clock. Join us for that. Could, could I just remind all the unreconstructed males out there like me that um, your wife uh, also likes a little gift from you on Mother's Day, and you have exactly 24 hours in which to buy said, uh, if you're lucky enough to have an all-night Tesco's. <laughs> You don't need an all-night Tesco's, no. I do. <laughs> Just get something out of the freezer, Ian. <laughs> you know, that stuff might still be there. Good plan. <laughs> Look, darling, I've cooked your meal. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, well, good night. Good night, everyone. Until good night. next week, God bless, and have a great weekend. <laughs>